purifying and refining. Today on this non-typical Sunday feast, it gives us a chance to celebrate something very unique. Again, 40 days after the birth of our Lord, he was then presented in the temple. It was a way of consecrating him to God. Now, Jesus is God. So, in some sense, it's like, well, it doesn't make sense. Except he's being faithful to the law. And him participating in this, him coming to the temple, makes it holy for us. That Jesus, the light of the world, comes into the temple. Well, that's what happens to you and I in baptism. That in baptism, as we receive the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Lord, the indwelling Trinity, that we become the temple. And that symbolism today of of carrying the candle, where, where else do we see candles in church? Candles signify the presence of God. So we have candles by the Word of God. We have candles by the altar of God, where Christ will become present. We also have candles... By the, a candle by the tabernacle. It signifies the presence of God. And so you and I who are given the light of faith are meant to be living tabernacles. That, that we're, we're told in baptism, when the candle's given to the godparents and parents, it says that this candle, that you may keep it burning brightly. And when the Lord comes again, that you may go out to meet him with lighted lamp. And so all of us in baptism have been given the light of faith. And what keeps that that light burning brightly is staying close to Christ. And then we're called not to stay in this church, but to go out to the world that needs the light. People People who don't even know they need the light. That's what we're called to do. That's that's what all of us are. We're made for that. We're made, we're made to receive Jesus, the desire of our souls, that our hearts are restless until they rest in him. And transformed by that light and love, we go to the world that also desires him, even if they don't know that. There was a baby born in 1995. He was raised Catholic. When, he was, when it was time for college, he went to Georgia Tech. But by that time, he had fallen away from his faith no longer active, didn't go to Mass. That, that, that light of faith given him in baptism was, if not out, very dim. But he met somebody. He met uh, just a friend on campus, and this friend had something, that he was alive in his faith, and it showed. That there was a joy. There was a, an optimism that we would call hope. And this, this young man noticed it, and he would ask him questions. He's like, why, why, why do you have such a good attitude? Why are you so happy? And he learned from his friend that it was because of his Catholic faith. And so that, that moved him enough to say, he asked him questions. He's like, right, can I go? And so he went to the Newman Center at Georgia Tech just a few years ago. And there he, he started reconnecting with his faith. And he talked to the priest and just got more involved. And so that that light of faith that he saw in his friend, that now by drawing closer to Christ, that it was being rekindled. And, and now he would describe 
that his faith became the most important thing in his life, as opposed to having fun, as opposed to school, as opposed to even athletics that he was involved in. This young man um, was on the football team, and he's a kicker. And today, he will be kicking field goals for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he has the second highest kicking percentage of all time in the NFL. But if you ask him what's most important in his life, it's God. That God is the center of everything. And then comes loving his wife and his newborn child. And that kicking field goals and making money and the popularity and fame that comes with all that doesn't matter. But in fact, actually now it gives him a platform where his faith can now be a witness to his teammates and to so many other people in the world. His name is Harrison Butker. Just a beautiful witness of how a college student reached out to him and helped him grow in his faith, and now he's able to be a light to many other people and help them grow in their faith. That's what God wants for us. And so we come here today because we want that faith rekindled. I want, I want my own hope renewed. I want, I want faith to increase in my life. And something happens when we, when we come here, when, when, I, when I turn to the Lord, even in my home in prayer, what happens there is it, it stretches us. It, it, it creates a space where God can work. It, it allows God to continue to bring to completion the good work he's begun in us. Because I know... We're all created good, but we're broken. And sometimes we're very aware of our brokenness, of our sinfulness. We're very aware of the darkness that's still in our lives. But God doesn't give up on us. God doesn't say, okay, when you figure it out, come back. He says, no, come back because you need my light in that darkness. That I will be the one who purifies you. I am the one who will refine you. This image from the prophet Malachi today is, is beautiful. They're like, like silver and gold refined. Like the fuller's lie, which, which makes, uh, like bleaches white, makes it whiter and whiter. That God wants to purify us. He wants, uh, what, what, what happens in the purifying of metals is you, you, you bring it to the fire, and in the fire, it burns away all the impurities, And you know the impurities are gone because the person doing it, the refiner, can see their own reflection in the metal. So it's it's a burning away, a burning away, until more and more the refiner sees their own image. That's what God's doing in each one of us, that as we draw closer to him and let him keep working on us, that the image of his son Jesus becomes more and more visible that the light of Christ radiates, like, like a saint, right? We have stained glass windows. Well, I mean, theoretically, but not here. Like we have, like, and you see a stained glass window, what is it? It's, it's a person who's allowed the light of Christ to shine so clearly through them. That's what we're all called to be. We're called to let the light of Christ radiate through us to the world. And so we hear these characters today of Simeon, Simeon who was in the temple wait, awaiting the Lord, awaiting the Lord to do something. 
which is probably like a lot of us. Like, I turn to God, I pray, and I don't feel him doing anything. But the Lord is alive. The Lord is always active. And, the, and as I, maybe, maybe he's inviting me to be stretched. Um, our Newman Night speaker this week, Father Holloway, he talked about dryness in prayer. And the Catechism speaks about how in the face of dryness, meaning when I, I go to pray and it's like, bleh, like there's, there's, there's no joy, there's no excitement. It's just like, yeah, meh, right? So that, that he says that the Catechism says that in the face of that, is the opportunity for sheer faith. It's kind of like when my spouse isn't loving me the way I want to be loved, but I still choose to love them, I'm actually increasing in charity. When my roommates aren't doing things to make me happy, they're actually making my life really difficult, but I choose to love them as they are, I'm actually growing in charity. You know, right? So that the very difficulty stretches me to increase. And so God, God seemingly withholds his consolations and joys to say, do you want my consolations and my joys? Or do you want me? And Simeon is a sign of faithfulness of going to the temple and, and awaiting the Lord. And, and Anna, here's this woman. It says she was married seven years with her husband. And then she was in the temple day and night until the age of 84. So even if she was married at like 50, but she was probably married at like 20, that's a long time. That's a long time of patience and showing up. And the whole time, the Lord is not not doing anything, but the Lord is stretching her heart, increasing her faith, increasing her capacity to receive his love, of which is infinite. God's, God is infinite. I cannot handle, I cannot, I don't have the capacity to handle infinity. And so God can always stretch me more. It doesn't feel good. But he always promises that he will show up, even if it's when I'm 84. That's our invitation, and it's not easy. That's why the church gives us this feast to remind us to, um, to persevere, to keep going, to keep the light of faith burning brightly. And, and the, world, the world doesn't get it, you know? Like, I, you think about an 84-year-old in the church, and I'm like, I've seen them, you know? Like, they're, the people who come day and night and pray, and they, they light candles, and they pray rosaries, and you look at them, and you're like, wow, dude, man, they have nothing better to do than to just like pray in the church, you know? One day, you know, like, I have so much to do, I can't do what they do. No. It's they know there's nothing more important for them to do. That the very point of our existence is, is, to, is to make room in this temple for the presence of God to come. That there's nothing more fulfilling that we can do. Making money, kicking field goals, like being famous, like there's nothing more valuable to us. There's nothing more nourishing than creating a space and putting the Lord, allowing the Lord to come into this temple. And it changes us. And the, that's what the world sees. The world, the world sees our actions and thinks we're crazy, but then they see our joy and they can't argue with it. There, you, you probably all have roommates right now that are like, Oh, yeah, she's going to that church thing, and um, I don't know why she's wasting her time. 
They see the action, but at the end of t- at the end of the day, they can't argue with the peace and joy. And it's that light that calls to them, and it's like, do you want to come also? And it was that, that example to Harrison, that, that example that one day we pray people respond to, they say, I want what you have. And we say, that's what God wants too. God wants you to have that light of faith, that joy. Come, I want you to encounter him. He wants to encounter you. And so as we, as we come to the temple of the Lord today, let's consciously just think about that we're allowing the Lord to continue purifying and refining us, allowing his light to shine even more clearly through us until one day we can be in the new Jerusalem, the heavenly temple with the Lord in perfect union forever. And so we pray, Lord, come and fill this temple. Come and fill my life. And even if I have to wait many, many years to experience the depth of your peace and joy. Lord, give me the perseverance and grace to keep coming day after day. Come, fill this temple, because you are the one I need.